Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. everyone and welcome back to the heat wave 32 teams in 32 days and we are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player there is we're coming to the finish line baby and it is the Bengals, the uh, the defending afc champions that is the subject of this one i am your host the fantasy plug tim petropolis editor-in-chief of brotofantasy.com and the fantasy football by broto app i am joined by my brother the king of this fantasy thing and the lead fantasy analyst for Brodo, Mr. Michael Petropolis, and uh, the fantasy encyclopedia, the dynasty Don, the lead writer at Brodo, Psych Ward, Mr. Matt Ward. What's up, boys? What's up, Tim? Yeah, Matt, I'm I'm looking like a tiger cat. Oh, yeah. No, Matt, what's what's up? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling happy. I'm feeling stoked. I'm I'm so stoked that I I got the wide receivers in this one because, man, are they electric. Yeah, I want to talk about Jamar Chase. Well, you'll get the chance. We will. Don't worry, worry, Michael. We will not put you in a cage like a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With that being said, uh, go download the app, the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. It is our pride. It is our joy. And it is absolutely free, all the way free. No in-app purchases, nothing. You get it for free. And it has every single tool you need to be an expert at fantasy football and dominate. It has fantasy player cards, which is basically every single fantasy viable stat you need in one place. Fantasy player grades, which is a Brodo exclusive. Usage charts. Start sit tools during the season and a Huda draft tool um, now during this time of year. Player comps, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, podcasts, rankings, waivers, and the main event, every single stat you need, including the exclusive statistics that has given us the edge over the years. True throw value, true performance value, true perf- target value, uh, true air yards, which I've now corrected, and true matchup rankings. This app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com. A big thank you to you guys at patreon.com. If you join Patreon, you get the best ball guide for free. It is Michael has the number one advance rate of any expert that we have. Um, try, we've tried to find the expert with better. We've, we've put it out there. No one has a, no one could beat it. And he put out a guide on how to do it. It is $15 retail at brotofantasy.com, but as for as little as $3 a month, you get that for free and the rest of these extras. An extra waiver wire show every week during the season. Access to Broto Leagues, including the Unlimited League, a league with no positions, only flex, and two super flex, and we are going to be discussing that league in the on a podcast. So not only will you have access to the league, but it's going to be like a real league that you get a private sports center for. Uh, so come join us and do that. Um, proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, and of course the greatest community in the world. It's really heating up right now. The Broto fantasy community on discord. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider supporting. Let's get into the offensive outlook uh, for this team. And I am back on the director's chair. So I got to make sure I'm on this bad boy with the YouTube, youtube.com slash Broto fantasy. Like we said, we're not usually a, a video centric, um, company but we're adding it to the repertoire if you wanted us to keep adding it uh please keep pressing play and we will keep delivering uh the offensive outlook zach taylor and brian callahan team up for their fourth season together last year they were seventh in points per game they passed 
56 percent of the time which is 21st in the nfl and they have a, they have a surprisingly slow offense a lot of people uh think about the big plays but don't realize that the bengals are kind of a type of molded along uh to get down the field and they're the eighth ranked o-line off pff has that as the biggest jump of any team and the reason why is because of what they did uh in the offseason right tackle lyle collins from the cowboys center ted karras right guard alice kappa tight end hayden Hurst, and i thought this one was cool tight end thaddeus moss i know thaddeus moss hasn't been in the lexicon for a while but they added him whatever um they're rookies they basically concentrated on defensive subtractions wide receiver auden tate and tight end cj Uzama, but my autocorrect says Usonian. I don't know. Is is Usonian even a word? Like, why is that the autocorrect? Anyway, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, to me, his ADP is ridiculous. Um, It's all hype. Uh, I don't see how a person who doesn't rush the ball like that can really pay off an ADP. And Michael's already rolling his eyes at me. So, Michael, go ahead. Bro, look, Joe Burrow was fantastic last season. He ended with an A-plus true fantasy grade with seventh in true throw value, first in completion percentage, first in yards per attempt, second in big plays, 34 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. The list goes on on accolades for and impressive stats last season for now, Joe Michael, Burrow. Now, Michael, let me ask you a question. As a sophomore. And, and, and in points per game, where did he finish? He was 11th in points per game. Right, all now, of that, and it, and it equals that's, 11th. In yeah, that's what people are – that's the where the issue comes in for some people. Joe Burrow was 11 the points per game. Um, he had a lot of yak to boost his stats from guys like Jamar Chase, which I don't know why people bring that up as a negative. It's not like Jamar Chase is going anywhere. Jamar Chase is going to continue to be a yak monster. Um, with that being said, look, Tim, I know 11 points per game seems crazy, but – is it crazy that an up-and-coming star quarterback gets better his third season? Look at Justin Herbert last season. Justin Herbert didn't need to become a crazy rushing uh, quarterback to be a top three quarterback option at the end of the year. And like you said, it's this wasn't a fast-paced offense as people like think when they think about the Bengals. They were 15th in the league in pass attempts, and there's room for growth there. Um, they became more aligned and pass-heavy throughout the season. Uh, you saw it in the... In the Super Bowl, they got there not because of the ground game by any means. It was because of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and company. Um, At his current ADP, he's going as QB six or seven, depending like what site you're on. Look, I get the the apprehension of drafting him there because you might actually be drafting him at a ceiling. I think he has a top like I think he could be a QB four, QB five type ceiling if he has. Um if they start passing more of the season, if he just grows from what he did his sophomore year when the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. Um, but like you guys got, if you got guys like Jalen Hurts and Russell Wilson going after him, like at value, those guys are probably better, but I won't be mad at you. If you select Joe Burrow at ADP, I understand. I it. will. Like, I won't. I will. How are you going to select Joe Burrow in the seventh round? Like, it's just, it's just not smart managing six rounds. Sometimes like, you know, it's just not smart managing. You can you can get I disagree. You can get a guy like Trey Lance. You can get a guy like Jalen Hurts, like you said, a guy like Russell Wilson, a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's going after him. Like you can get guys who are going to give you the same production that Joe Burrow is going to give you, plus some because they. You don't know if it's going to be the same production though. I don't know. There's also there's also I think dismissing. I think also everyone's just assuming that the Bengals are going to just pick up right where they left off. Look. The the Super Bowl hangover is a thing that happens. 
and it happens a lot. So I, I'm not I'm not just assuming the star the stars all being aligned for the Bengals again like they were last year. I don't know. I think you're just you're dismissing uh Joe Burrow having a tremendous sophomore season off a brutal injury and now going into his third year completely healthy. Well, you, you prefaced it all too. Like Tim, you were talking about how PFF has their offensive line graded as the largest upgrade in the NFL going from 20th to eighth overall. And last season, Joe Burrow had was first overall in clean pocket percentage with a clean pocket grade from PFF of 77.6 and was 14th in pressure completion percentage. So he maintained all of that incredible, like all that incredible production while getting pressured constantly, something that might not is supposed to not happen as much, and by getting hit constantly and having throwaways. So still with all of that, like part of the reason that I think their offense had to take a step back and not pass so much is because of how bad that offensive line was. And that was the biggest concern going into his sophomore season, really his first full season as a starter in the first place, was the offensive line still really bad. Can he uphold an entire season off that knee is he going to be able to release and be okay? And he was yeah. better than okay. And now that I, offensive line is really, really good. Now this is now. I, I look, look. I'm not going to deny that Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you that Joe Burrow is not anything good. But I'm going to tell you this. Last year, I mean, and, and I mentioned the way that this, the pace of play for the Bengals is in the bottom half of the league. They, they run, they run the ball way more than they should. They are a slow offense to the point where Joe Burrow, he had. Only the fifteenth most pass attempts last year. Yeah, there's room for improvement there. There's something it increased found, as the season went on. I, I found something kind of interesting because I knew we were going to talk about their pace of play today. Zach Taylor, and you can check it out on the Broto app. He also led the league in pass percentage when the game was tied. So they're in a really good division. Like the Ravens are healthy again. The Steelers always have a good defense. The Brown defense is the Browns defense is no joke. Um, and the Bengals defense kind of isn't that good. Like they're certainly the outlier of that division with a weaker defense. There's no denying that, but their offense is so good that it doesn't really matter. So if they're in closer games this season, Zach Taylor has shown to turn up the pace when the game is close. It's this is one of the classic things where I don't like betting on things that have never happened before happening. And so far, Zach Taylor's run slow offenses. I don't think I'm going to bank on Zoe on him having a fast offense. But the thing about the wide receivers on this team is that you don't need a fast offense for them to be have big plays because these guys are game breakers. I think Jamar Chase showed you, T. Higgins showed you last year that they're game breakers. Uh, both these guys finished in the top 12 in true uh, true target value. That's because Joe Burrow's target was one of the more valuable throws in the league. He was fifth in true to throw value. Um, there's no reason to think that these guys can't produce again. For me, it's, it's a little scary because both of these guys, although they finished with great numbers, if you remember, T. Higgins started the year very, very slow to the point where he was a drop candidate on a lot of these podcasts that are not our podcast. And Michael and Jason were on the podcast saying, hold on, his true throw value is through the fucking roof. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And eventually it happened. Jamar Chase also had a lull at the end of the year when T. Higgins kind of came aboard. Jamal Ch- Jamar Chase went down in production. So relax there. It's it's true. That's Jamar not, Chase did not, not. End, did not end the season strong. You're, you're bugging out right now. What? Yeah, How is like, you want to okay? Jamar Chase ends the season strong in in week 16, 125 yards, and week 17, okay. 266 yards, week 14, 77, three touchdowns. What, <laughs> yeah, dude, 
Maybe I'm thinking about a different. He probably had the greatest. Not, he probably had the and, greatest finish of the season well, not, that you could possibly imagine. Okay, fine. When Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase struggled against Pittsburgh. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. But there was a lull in his performances where he had he broke you, right? What well, it's it's I I apologize for the wrong weeks. In between week eight and week thirteen, wide receiver 39, 28, 54, 35. Go. Yeah. That's, you know, and then he, and then wide receiver five, and then wide receiver one hundred eight. Yes, he finished the year strong. Yes, I'll give you that. But with that being said, that stretch kind of hurt you, and that's also T. Higgins' best stretch in in terms of consistency. So there is a there is a consideration to be had here. Of is is this a situation where one guy's going to eat? You just don't know who. We've seen teams like this before. How are we feeling about it? Hello. <laughs> uh, man, oh, I, yeah. I, I was no, I, I was an, I was enamored by you know your uh, intro. Um, Jamar's going off the board as wide receiver too. Um, he's a top five pick, um, and it's kind of hard to deny his upside as he showed. He was wide receiver five in points per game as a rookie. He had a record breaking season with 128 targets, 81 receptions, 14. 14- 155 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns like the kid is as every bit of a generational prospect as we all thought when it was this guy might be the greatest wide receiver prospect that we've ever seen of all time from anybody that watches college football no if if that was your stance you were not wrong like that he's it's absurd and he did that like this is my point is like there's no i don't think they're going to go any lower than 20th in pass attempts per game i I highly doubt that's going to happen in this division with a healthy Lamar Jackson, with the Steelers not being Big Ben led, with if he gets any less than 10, uh, Deshaun Watson having to play him because they play the Browns in the later half of the season. Like, I'm just, you know, the realistic is that the AFC North is really competitive and they're going to throw the ball more. And those receivers put up those numbers. Well, I'll get to T. Higgins, but Jamar Chase put up those numbers on a lower volume offense, an offense that is expected to be. Even even a tiny bit fat. If Joe Burrow has has Joe Burrow has fifty five more pass attempts, and those targets are distributed between four dudes, like that's that amount of production is like all you're expecting is the tiniest increase because the efficiency is there from everybody involved. Joe Burrow is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL last season. Jamar Chase and T Higgins both top ten in true true, true target value. Excuse me. In fact, like T Higgins was top ten in everything yards per route run 2.43 wide receiver 10 yards per target 9.9 wide receiver 8 yards per team pass attempt 1.98 wide receiver 8 like t higgins is also an absolute stud a wide receiver one alpha and was wide receiver 12 in points per game like i I think higgins and, and in fact higgins had a higher target per game because he missed three games last season then jamar chase did but just like a slight average but 7.9 to 7.5 so it's not like they if you look at their splits too like they can't coexist good quarterbacks find good wide receivers and good wide receivers get open so if t higgins is open joe burrow finds him if jamar chase is open he finds them and they both had higher than 23% target shares. They both had higher than 28% target rates. There's like, and Tyler Boyd can coexist there too. And I think Tyler Boyd's also a great value at wide receiver 48. Like that's, that's fine by me because he's never been anything below that. He's a wide receiver three consistently in his career with, you know, wide receiver one weekly upside in his season trajectory. 
I, I want all in on these patch catchers. That's where I'll end it. All of them at cost. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting. I would be more yeah. than happy You're to take gonna... Jamar Chase with my first pick at one four and then T Higgins at the 26th pick. I can't bring myself to take Jamar Chase. I know Mike is going to roll his eyes at me. I would I absolutely do that. I can't take myself to put Jamar Chase over a guy like that. And at their, that that's what their ADPs are, too, which is just beautiful to me. Jamar Chase had four wide receiver one finishes last year, guys. Four total. Like, the, I think there's something to be said that he had the same amount of wide receiver one finishes as Chris Godwin. I think, like, yes, he had the big explosive game. So do I, because Chris Godwin's phenomenal, and Jamar Chase was a rookie. Yes, but you're getting <laughs> you're getting Chris Godwin. I'm talking about, like, all right, so he had the same as not just Chris, Chris Godwin, but he also had the same as Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Like, these are the guys who had... <laughs> you're just they, convincing me that Jamar Chase is elite. Why? Why? What, Those what are all... About, he had how, five. How would you not want to be... How would you right not now, want Mike, to be in that company? One finishes. Well, week 17 against KC, he went 11 for 266 with three touchdowns right, as well. Week 17, we don't... We, all right, fine. So Yeah, we do week 17 because it's an 18-week season now. Five, but fine. Tim, this guy... I'm just saying there's an up just, and down. There's ridiculous. an up and down. There's literally never, there's literally never been a rookie wide receiver like Jamar Chase. Two games. I don't think there's any last else. year. There are people right where now. Where he was bad. Two bad games as a rookie, 1,400 yards. Like There are people... And you're fading him. That's just I'm not silly. fading him. You just I'm said you're not drafting him. him in the first round. How is that not fading him? I didn't him? say I'm not drafting him in the first round. I'm saying I mean, I'm sorry, not you just said you're I'm not, not drafting him. him over a guy like I'd rather have Dalvin Cook. I'd rather have Austin no. Eckler. I'd rather have these running backs that yeah, I wouldn't. Then because I'd rather have Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup as well. So he's There's my third one. There's a legitimate chance that Jamar Chase reaches like 1800 receiving yards i think because opinion. because of the of the ridiculousness that's been tossed out in, in this uh episode right now I, I must tell you that i'm not fading jamar chase that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement he's my wide this receiver is a polarizing three. team man he was my this wide receiver three team. overall bro like he i am not fade, fading him uh, i'm just telling well, you like, I'd take i take him i wouldn't draft him over these stud running backs like eckler and cook I would. You want. 100%. You want. To, here's something that's really interesting too. Is it like uh, JJ Zacharyson um, did a little research on where it's a lot more common than you think for two teammates to finish in the top twelve in points per game. In fact, it happens at least once a season, one point six times a season, because it's a little more frequent than one pair of teammates per season, and it's ridiculously frequent for two teammates to be top tw- one be tw- top twelve and one be top twenty four in points yeah. per game. Like it happens. That's- all the time. Do you want to know why? Because good offenses score a lot of points. Yeah, yeah I think and the Bengals are a these, very good offense. Both of these wide receivers are are definitely like you go get them. Um, but I mean I think T. Higgins, if I'm going into the season I, with T. I'm Higgins not trying as my to, wide receiver one, I'm nervous. I'm not trying to like backpedal that there is risk involved, but I think that like I, I and I would be it's just T Higgins isn't going as wide receiver one. His ADP is 13 exactly. And, and like, you know, start of the round. So, and one points for game as a soft. People forget they're both not even in their prime yet. Like they're both transgressing and transcending what it means to be able to produce alongside another alpha receiver. All right. With that being said, this, this, is an extremely interesting um, 
extremely extremely interesting uh, situation. But right now, we're going to get into another interesting situation. And that interesting situation is the Brodo tip of the day. So let's get into this Brodo tip of the day. I'm going to share my screen here. Oh, there it is. And it is the cheat sheet by Mr. Matt Ward. He didn't even know this was coming. I see his face. Um, Matt Ward, uh, because he's he's the man like that, what he does for you is he bullet points and breaks down all of the divisions, right? So if you go to this, you're going to see this. This is going to be available on the app. This is the NFC North. It has all four teams. We start with the Minnesota Vikings. A nice clickable link here. If you click here, it'll take you to the Minnesota Vikings actual episode. Look at that. And if you so if you go back here, he tells you, look at this. Look at this. Offensive outlook, bullet points, quarterback, bullet points, Justin Jefferson, wide receivers, bullet points, bullet points. This is the best way to prepare for your drafts um, in a quick manner. Each of these are about like a 10, 15 minute read, and you can cover every single thing uh, that you want. So with that being said, the Brodo tip of the day, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I nailed it. I pulled it off. I thought that was fire. I didn't even Cassidy, know that was my heart so warm. Cassidy yeah, those, those proud really have they have everything in the podcast that we cover every fantasy relevant player. Matt is uh yeah it's uh it's excellent it's it's really it's it's also my cheat sheet to be honest with you like because I don't like everyone kind of knows this about me that I've made it clear that I'm not like I'm I'm an outsider when it comes to like fantasy the fantasy community I'm not really like I don't really pay attention to what these other people say like I have four guys that I like to listen to consistently and it's just basically what me and my brothers and Matt and Cass think um that matters to me so but it's Tim. a great way for me to to start to study for the season you don't want to know ways to 33.33 percent times your chances of winning your <laughs> championship if you don't follow michael on, on twitter go follow him if you wanted to see him rant about uh, the fantasy football community so anyway this speaking of said, rants this fucking guy said i've done 33.33 percent of the work for you literally wrote out 33.33 percent as if he can't just put one third and then listed his top 17 players bro Oh man, if I ever see these people in person, I'm gonna be like, "How aren't you like embarrassed by being yourself?" <laughs> um, okay. With that this being man said, is yeah, uh, Michael. Now spit about I'm, Joe Mixon. Yeah, you're Joe gonna have Mixon. to talk Mixon good about up. Joe Mixon right now. Get ready. Go ahead. Look, I I I have to talk semi good about Joe Mixon right now. I'd say, look, he's a beneficiary of circumstance. His circumstance being that he is on a top five offense in the league. Um, whether you believe in Joe Mixon's talent or not, he's good enough to be a productive back in this new and improved offense, as we saw last season. That's not debatable. He wound up with 1,200 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns on the ground, 32 receptions, 314 rushing yards, three touchdowns through the air. He still has his frustrating games. He had six games outside the top 24 running backs last season, a little less consistent than you want from like your A1 type running back. Um, but he was a he was a more consistent producer than years past. He found the end zone a ton. He was basically a workhorse these days. Seventy percent of the snaps on the year is basically a workhorse in today's NFL. Um, going into the year, like you guys said, the O line is supposed to be even better this year. Um, they did not bring in a new running back. They still just have some AJP Ryan and Chris Evans backing him up. All this to say, I think he's a decent bet at ADP. Um, I'd prefer him in like the mid to late second round. If you're taking him in late first or early second, I'm not, not a fan of that. You're not getting him in the late second. Yeah. 
But that's what I'm yeah, saying. He's like, gonna be a top. He's top twelve pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's exactly. Gonna be like, gone in the late first round. Like like first round, I'm not drafting him. Second round, maybe. But again, like like there's a build. Second, there's a build out there where Joe Mixon and Stefan Diggs is like the the start for a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I wouldn't hate that start at all. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly. Mixon was 42nd in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. He was 25th in targets, so it's not like he was a a huge uh, beneficiary of the passing game. Um, So those are the a little bit of issues with Joe Mixon, is that he's always just going to be a volume-based back, except unlike Najee Harris, who was complete trash, Joe Mixon is decent enough where – if he gets the volume, you can expect solid results. Um, I wish you saw more targets. I don't think that's going to change. I don't see him really growing in the passing game. Um, but, I mean, that's that's who Joe Mixon is. I'm not going to be drafting Joe Mixon a ton just because I'm not a Joe Mixon guy. But this season at ADP, I don't hate it. I just, I'd rather draft him mid to late second round if he falls. That's probably the only way I'm going to end up with Joe Mixon shares is if I have, like, the fifth pick and – uh he falls to maybe like the mid second round and I don't like the wide receivers in that area or something. And then may- maybe I'll take the shot on Mixon. I have a, I have the sixth pick in, um, in our home league draft, which is going down on Tuesday of next week. Although you're going to be listening to this, maybe it happened already. Um, but I have the sixth pick and I would love to start a draft with like Cooper cup and Joe Mixon. I feel like that would be a great, uh, well, cup's not going to fall great. to six. You don't think so? Well, no. does Mike have a higher pick than you? Um, no, unfortunately, I have the eighth pick. I'm upset. I want I want a top five this year. I'm trying to I'm trying to draft I'm trying to draft Alvin Cook in that in that spot. I'm gonna, I'm hoping that he gets to me. Um, with that being said, uh, let's get into these tight ends. One of the things that we've been we said a lot about the Bengals tight ends is that if there were one guy, then they would probably they would maybe make up a fantasy viable player. Uh, it's, it was CJ CJ Uzuma with uh, a bunch of other guys, Tyler Croft, and so on and so on as the years went on. And now CJ Uzuma is gone, and it's it's just Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst has had some success receiving in his career. Uh, this, I mean, Hayden Hurst strikes me as a streamable asset. How are you feeling about him? Streamable asset. Yeah, you nailed it right there. But I also think that Hayden Hurst is probably going to be a, a even. We opened up this whole thing. You almost like mentioned him in synonymous with the offensive line. And that's kind of how you have to look at him. I think he does streamable upside, but his best years are certainly behind him. Um, like his, you know, highest points per game finish was 15th, uh, 9.3. And that was in a really, really nice offense. And I do think that they're going to turn this to turn the pace of this offense up a little bit, but to expect an aging Hayden Hurst to really be the byproduct of Joe Burrow's outlet passes. I, I think Mixon would be a little bit more of that byproduct or even um, Tyler Boyd out of the slot. So it's going to be a funneled offense through the three wide receivers and then Mixon kind of catching those 38, 45 targets. Um, I think his biggest um, upside is going to be in the red zone um, with with the Bengals kind of matriculating the ball down the field a little bit more because he's not going to leave the field. Like Hay- Hayden Hurst is going to play 100% of the tight end snaps. Um, they did sign Thaddeus Moss up from the practice squad who he's been there for two years. They um, kind of signed him as an undrafted free agent as a ode to Burrow because they went to LSU together. Um so he is on the roster, but he's been a project the whole time and obviously hasn't been 
even good enough in his first two NFL seasons to do anything other than be a practice squad signee. So Hurst will just be a byproduct of being on the field and probably see a, you know, close to his career high in targets. Um, but that's that career high in targets led to tight end 15 in points per game. You're drafting him as the tight end 27 um, going very late in draft. Sure. But I mean, you should probably have secured a tight end by then. Um, he will have streamable upside though. So someone to keep on the watch list. I do like Hurst uh, uh, as um as a best ball, like one of those just late round best ball. Yeah, that's what I think. And it's, oh oh yeah. Like kind of something that I've, you know, forgot to bring up was like CJ, you did have, you know, those two, two touchdown games and, and a few big tight end one overall performances. So like there is upside in that position. Um, And Burrow has fed it full of touchdowns before. So a best ball option and a guy that like, if you see the right matchup against a team that just can't cover with their linebackers, he's certainly a sneaky streamer. Agreed. I agree too. We're on the same page of Hayden Hurst. Matt, since you're on the screen, bold prediction, bro. Uh, Jamar Chase wide receiver one overall. And I know I have that about Stefan Diggs on the bills, but maybe that's not bold enough. Rookie record wide receiver points beach Cooper cups record points per game okay interesting Michael you're up um just for you Tim I'll say Joe Burrow ends as a top uh five quarterback but I'm also going to say Jamar Chase and T Higgins are Jamar Chase top three T Higgins top 10 yep I'm I'm gonna say Joe Burrow ends outside of the top 10 Michael you want to bet right now I'm down to bet what do you want about this you if it's top five you win if it's outside the top ten, I win. If it's between six yeah. and ten, six and uh, ten, it's a push. A gentleman's draw. Yeah, gentleman's draw. Yeah, yeah, push. I like sure. it. Sure. Push that. All right, Matt. Matt's going to be joining us on the episodes this year, uh, so he's going to get into the into the mix for bets, and that should be fun. Um, you could find us on Twitter. Let me get this out the way. Let me find this on Twitter. Hold on, hold on. Boom. Oh no, no, no. There you go. Uh, that's a little better. Uh, at Psych Ward, at BrotoFF Tim, at BrotoFF Mike, at BrotoFF Casanova, at BrotoFF Jason, Bro- at Broto Fantasy, and at FF by Broto, all on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at Broto Fantasy, and you can find us on TikTok at Broto Fantasy, and you can find us on YouTube, Broto Fantasy, uh, YouTube.com slash Broto Fantasy, and BrotoFantasy.com. Download the Fantasy Football by Broto app. God, we just keep throwing things at you. So many things named Broto Fantasy. Uh, we love fantasy football. We hope you love it too, and you, we hope you sign up for our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. With that being said, we're going to see you guys tomorrow. Um, tomorrow we will do the Ravens, and then we will finish up with the Browns, and that'll be it. And then we'll have some upcoming episodes for the draft, some sleepers, some busts, some mock drafts, all that good stuff. And it's going to be happening right here on this feed. Don't miss it. Uh, with that being said, we are out. Later. Later. Peace.